This is Solid Talk. Speaking out loud in depth. Check it out. Speaking out loud in depth. Cancel culture can't keep me in check. In front beginning, gotta tell us what's next. True believers, they can come and connect. Call in or even come as a guest and show each other respect. God bless you, family. Praise the Lord. My name is Brother Greg. We are having solid talk tonight. This is Solid Talk speaking out loud in depth. I pray that everyone is doing well, that you're having a wonderful weekend. Tonight's discussion, family, is going to be an open discussion. So if you want to chime in, if you want to hop on, I say go ahead and do it. You know what I mean? If you want to chime in, if you want to weigh in on this conversation, go ahead and hop on. You see the title of tonight's Solid Talk family says, From the Mega Church to the meta church from the mega church to the meta to the mega church and i want to ask this discussion question tonight can the metaverse be used as a ministry tool why am i even asking this question and before i go any further uh, i do want to say this is an open discussion so we're not restricted to this one topic if you got anything else that's on your mind that you want to talk about anything else that that you know is just pressing that you want to ask me about go ahead and throw it out there because i want us to go ahead and just have a high time tonight but i want to talk about this idea of the metaverse and what it's capable of we spoke a little bit about this on this channel already when it was first announced but now we're kind of getting to the place where we're seeing it begin to actually play out we're actually beginning to see some of the things that we'll be able to do in the metaverse and one of which is apparently church (laughs) and i just want to check and see how you guys feel about this i want to kind of chop it up a little bit and i'm looking for the article here i did see a uh i saw something on social media earlier this week, but I want to bring it to life, so to speak. Okay, I want to bring it to life, so to speak, and I want to see if I can get if I can get this up on the screen for you guys. Specifically what I saw, it was an article, well, it was a post, but it was talking about how folks were having church in the metaverse And I think I even saw that somebody got baptized (laughs) in the metaverse. And I want to know how y'all feel about that. I'm going to come right out and say, as far as the baptism part, to me, that just doesn't even apply. Like, there's no way that, okay, of course, we are saved according to our faith, right? But in addition to that, if you are physically able, what's recommended, I won't even say recommended, what the Bible commissions us to do repent and be baptized for the remission of sins okay that's what that's what peter said in the book of acts repent and be baptized let's see if we can find that scripture and you know i understand that we live in a technical age (laughs) i really do uh we're on technology every day i understand that there's a lot of things that we can do through technology right i understand what it's capable of but i just don't think being baptized is one of them uh, that's that's just me. I just don't think being baptized is one of them. Acts 2 and 38. 
Peter, I believe, is speak, speaking this. He says, repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ. Right? So he tells us to get baptized. He means physically. All right? What types of baptism are there? There's the baptism by water. Then there's the baptism of the Spirit. And then there's also mentioned in the Word of God the baptism by fire. Okay? But uh, we take in this virtual reality mindset so extreme that folks a believe that they can fellowship online and b they believe that they can actually baptize people online now can you fellowship online i believe you can we're fellowshipping online right now but i don't believe that it should take the place of tangible fellowship now, if you're in a situation where you just don't have tangible fellowship, where it's just not readily available to you, maybe you're persecuted in another country um, for believing in Christ. Now, you know, I'm open to hearing. I'm open to hearing about about those things. I'm open to understanding if if and how we can actually leverage this technology. But I want to know, A, what you guys think about the metaverse in general, and B, what do you think about the metaverse as it relates to actually being a ministry tool, an evangelism tool, a fellowship tool? <laughs> you know, because folks were tripping out when they were talking about uh, Bedside Baptist, right? You know, when churches first started going online and they were having online fellowship and who knows the effect that it actually had on church attendance. And there were a lot of churches that were saying, hey, man, like I don't, you know, a lot of old school traditional churches. I'm not with the, the online thing. I'm not with the whole Internet. You know, you need to come in person and fellowship. Then, of course, the pandemic hits. And now those same some of those same churches were basically saying we got to get online. We got to <laughs> we have to have a presence. We have to have a way to meet. So where do you guys think this is headed? How do you think this is going to play out? What do you think is going to be? the uh the future of the metaverse and then will the metaverse play a role in the church that's what i want to talk about tonight i want to have that discussion so i'm looking at a few comments here glory to god in the highest moni e says what is metaverse again that's what facebook is becoming yeah so the metaverse so, okay so facebook has a company it's changing its name or its brand to Meta. Okay, that's now the company name. The Facebook website, as you know it, is still going to be called Facebook, but the actual company that owns, like the company in and of itself, is changing its name to Meta. And then, as a part of what Meta embodies, it's going to create a metaverse, which is basically where you enter into virtual reality or virtually you enter into this metaverse and now you're able to live with other people who are also in the metaverse so long story short is virtual reality now what the metaverse boasts that is going to do one day is that it's ultimately going to remove the need for cell phones right um there's a video i'll see if maybe i can find it but there's a video that basically talks about how um, one day 
we won't need cell phones because everything's going to be done on the metaverse. So that's where they seem to be taking things. And one thing I've kind of noticed, you guys can tell me if you feel the same way, is that wherever they want to take this stuff, there it typically goes. You know, I remember when, you know, we started off, it was MySpace, then it was Facebook. And then after Facebook, it was Twitter, which was a place where you could just tweet. And when Twitter came out, I was like, what's the point of this? We can already do this on Facebook. But Twitter took off. And then out came Instagram. And I was like, what's the point of this? To upload pictures, people upload pictures on Facebook all the time. But then Instagram blew up. And then Snapchat. And now TikTok. So even if the the software or the apps or whatever you want to call them seem pointless or useless, right? Or even if it seems like something that already exists, somehow technology has a way of steering everybody in the direction that it wants to go. You know, I remember when, when stories first came out, it's like, okay, the stories there's a few people doing it. I don't know if this really going to take off, took off. Now reels came out, reels came out. I don't know if people really feel in the reels and reels have, taken off. So the point I'm trying to make is, I don't know if it's social engineering or what, but wherever they seem to want to take this stuff, there it seems to go. And even though some people have been apprehensive about the metaverse, I just kind of have this feeling that if they make the decision that they want to take it there, that's just where it's going to go. Now, do we as individuals have to participate? Not necessarily. We have the discretion to draw the line wherever we want to draw the line. So if you say, look, man, <laughs> I was I was I was cool at Facebook and YouTube, but this metaverse, this ain't it for me. Some people cut off even sooner. Somebody hop on. OK, some people cut off even sooner. Hey, man, I don't even do the Facebook, the Twitter anymore. And that's every person's prerogative. But I do believe that this metaverse is a different animal. I believe that it's a different animal and I believe that that is new. And I also believe that there's a lot of money that's to be made in it. And one thing I've noticed is it's not often that these platforms come about and you get the opportunity to be a pioneer. But usually if you're one of the first people on these platforms, it makes money for you. So imagine if you if you were one of the first people to actually come on YouTube or if you were one of the first people to actually establish your business on Instagram or Facebook or TikTok, you want to, you know, you TikTok just came out. You one of the only people with the profile before a gazillion other people made one. Well, what that means is that you have the leg up on the competition. And I think we've been doing this technology thing for a little while now to the point where we understand that if we can pioneer something, then it means we're going to be a leg up on the competition. And especially if you're a church um, or any any business, really, it means that that's additional dollars that can be brought in. This person who lives somewhere in Pakistan and they have no way of attending your church physically, they somehow get on the metaverse and attend your church and you pass around the, the metaverse collection plate 
<laughs> the, the, the metaverse collection play fake but when they come out your bank account that's real <laughs> i play i'm gonna pass you this digital plate but you, you better get some real money out your bank account so you know it would be nice though is if you could just be in the metaverse attend church and just give them some metaverse some fake metaverse money <laughs> i don't know i'm gonna go in the metaverse just to do that <laughs> I ain't gonna pass around a collection plate. I'm gonna give them some metaverse dollars. <laughs> Sorry, y'all, I'm immature. <laughs> but um, anybody can hop on this discussion if you want. I'm not even sure if I finished describing what the metaverse is. Let me bring this up on the screen so I can make it clear for anybody who's not familiar. The metaverse is is effectively now i don't think i've seen this one but we about to look at this one oh this is an hour and 17 minutes we're not looking at that one my bad we're gonna look at this two minute one <laughs> or maybe this six minute one and we'll cut it off midway through so i don't know how much of this i can play without getting the copyright so we're just going to kind of see what we get I believe the metaverse is the next chapter for the internet. And it's the next chapter for our company too. So I've been thinking a lot about what this means for our company and who we are as we embark on this journey. We're a company that focuses on connecting people. While most other tech companies focus on how people interact with technology, we focus on building technology so people can interact with each other. One of the reasons I started I'm going to skip ahead a little bit for copyright because I don't know how YouTube do with this information, stuff. Information, news, movies, music, technology. But connecting people was always much bigger. From way earlier on, I remember sitting in middle school so classes, that's the sketching my notebooks, version of Mark ideas that I wanted to code when I got home. And even though I didn't have the skill or technology to build it yet, it was always clear that the dream was to feel present with the people we care about. Isn't that the ultimate promise of technology? So you kind of get the idea, right? Um, just what he's saying in that short snippet. I really wanted to get some of the... So here's the workplace in the metaverse. Over the last year and a half, a lot of us who work in offices have gone remote. And while I miss seeing the people I work with, I think remote work is here to stay for a lot of people. So we're going to need better tools to work together. Let's take a look at what working in the metaverse will be like. Imagine if you could be at the office without the commute. You would still have that sense of presence, shared physical space, those chance interactions that make your day all accessible from anywhere. Now imagine that you have your perfect work setup and you can actually do more than you could in your regular work setup. And on top of all that, you can keep wearing your favorite sweatpants. Looking good. Let's get together real quick for a debrief. I'm free now. Let's jump in. Hi. Hey. So what do we think? Let's skip ahead a little bit. And when you're ready to share what you you've been working on, you can present it as if you're right there with the team. Wait, where's Mark? I think he's in the middle of something.
Right. So you kind of get the idea, right? It's it's just basically the world, but it's in virtual form. And, and it makes me think of that scripture where it says iron mixed with clay, right? I think it might be in the book of Daniel. There's a lot of um, theories as to what that scripture actually means, right? Uh, some people say that it kind of means spiritual mixed with clay, kind of like maybe the Nephilim. Um, but if you're thinking of iron in terms of technology, then what that actually means is transhumanism. Now, transhumanism is basically the merging of man with machine. Let me see if I can get an actual definition of transhumanism. Transhumanism. definition a belief that humans should strive to transcend the physical limitations of the mind and body by technological means wow a movement of people who espouse such a belief a philosophy favoring the use of science and technology especially neurotechnology. Now, when you hear about neuro, neuroscience, neurosurgeons, you're talking about people that work in the brain, right? Now, the Bible says that we are renewed in the spirit of our mind, okay? Now, the brain and the mind are not necessarily the same thing, but when we think of the mind, which is not something physical, the mind is like an esoteric abstract con concept but we know that the mind exists because each of us have a mind okay now but the brain is basically what is i what is associated with the mind so when you see this thing talking about neurotechnology this is something that's not only going to affect your brain but it's also going to affect your mind okay because because the imagination uh, the, the brain, the mind. This is why when folks talk about the mark of the beast, right, it says that it's going to be in your right hand or in your forehead. Now, with the now, so some people say that that's physical. Some people say that that's spiritual. Some people say that it's both physical and spiritual. Personally, I believe that it can be both physically and spiritually. So when we talk about the mind, I mean, excuse me, the uh, forehead spiritually, what that's representing is the mind. So someone who receives the mark of the beast in their forehead, what's actually happening is they are debasing themselves so much that all they care about is their base needs. All they care about is their, their physical desires, even maybe their um, emotional desires, right? But, but there's no regard for humanity. That's why it's called the market of beast. That word beast there means animal, right? So the difference between a human and an animal is that an animal is only governed by his appetite. Whereas a human is actually governed by something much higher than just his appetite, which is supposed to be the spirit of God, which we can think of. Okay, let me not say that. Somebody going to take a snippet and take me out of context. But basically our conscience, the fact that man has a conscience that's governed by the laws of God. The Bible says that God wrote the laws on the hearts of men. So, so each of us in our hearts and in our mind, we have an understanding of good and evil. But the devil comes to 
eroded away. The Bible says that their uh, that their their minds are seared like a hot iron. Let's see if we can find that scripture. Having their mind seared with a hot iron. So what that means is. So what that basically means, First Timothy chapter four, verse two. We'll do this one for now. Now the spirit speaketh expressly that in the latter times, some shall depart from the faith, giving heed to seducing spirits and doctrines of devils, speaking lies in hypocrisy, having their conscience seared with a hot iron. It goes on some other stuff forbidden to marry and commanded to abstain from meats, which God has created to be received with thanksgiving by those who believe and know the truth. So the point I'm getting that family is that the market of beast represents somebody who is only governed by what they want, like desires, and they have no regard for anything higher than desires, no regard for compassion, no regard for love, no regard for that which makes a human different from an animal. And the way that the enemy sets this up is he convinces humans that they come from animals or that we are animals. But the Bible says that God created man from the dust of the from the uh, the dust of the earth. And then he blew breath into his nostrils and he became a living soul. And then God created all the animals and had Adam to name the animals. And then I say animals and <laughs> named the animals. And then he gave Adam dominion over the animals. So humans are higher than animals. But if and what makes us higher than animals is that we have we were created in the image of God. And a part of the image of God means uh, the characteristics of God. Now, when we got separated from God in the garden, that's when man died. Death means to be separated from God. That's what it means to die, to be separated from God. And in the process of that dying, we're becoming more and more debased. So that's why some old people, when you see them, they just they just lose their minds. Those that have not become saved, because the Bible says that God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. So sometimes you might see folks and they begin to and they don't even have to be old, but they begin to lose their minds. And you wonder how that happens. Well, it's because they didn't get that reconnection to God and then they just begin to erode away. So I always use the cell phone analogy. You know, it's like this cell phone is constantly dying until I plug it up in the wall. That's when I know conceptually it will have eternal life. <laughs> you know, uh, you know, not to make light of eternal life, but just for the analogy's sake. So, yeah, that's what the metaverse is. And I was looking for the article. It's, it's not hitting me right now. But basically what they said was, you know, folks had church in the metaverse and somebody got baptized in the metaverse. And some folks were saying it's wonderful. And some folks were saying that it's ridiculous. And I just want to check the pause tonight. Listen, if you can make an argument one way or the other. Look, it is no judgment zone because this is new. Who knows if the Internet, when the Internet came out, somebody would have been like, 
man, Christians can't have that on the internet. And then all of a sudden, here we are, Saturday night solid talk, <laughs> having church on the internet, right? So my point is, um, it's worth discussion. It's worth discussion, and that's what we're doing tonight. So what I want to do, I just want to kind of see what folks are saying about this. Sister Tatiana says, my church is still doing virtual, but a few members do come and they sit toward the back. Yeah, a lot of churches are doing different things now. I really think it depends on A, the church, and B, the area in which you live. The area in which I live, Washington, D.C., is about as liberal as they come. Uh, what that means as far as this pandemic is concerned is that they are as restrictive as they come. So I know the church across from me, they have not met physically in the last two years. That was basically an older church, you know, just a few old people. So they probably ain't need to meet. You know, they probably call each other on the phone anyway, <laughs> talk throughout the week. But, you know, they haven't met. But there are other churches in this area that have met. If you're in a place like maybe some parts of Texas or Tennessee or Florida, they might have never stopped meeting. So it really is all subject to your area and, and really what your area has to say about the numbers, the pandemic, the facts. Because I've just been thinking this week and what I've been really considering is wondering how many people are actually crazy, right? And how many, well, let me say it this way. How many people are actually irrational? Because the way it seems to me is these days, the majority of people are irrational. And that may be true, but I was thinking about it and I was like, I don't think there are as many irrational people as I actually think there are. I think what's happening is there are rational people, but, but, Folks are operating from a different premise. Okay, so so folks are operating from the so-called facts on this side, and then folks are operating from the so-called facts on this side. And unless everybody is diligent enough to just do a whole lot of research, most likely a lot of folks are just going to believe what's told. There's a reason why we're called sheep. And so it really depends on what you have your faith in, what you kind of trust. Now, I know that the devil is a liar and the devil controls the media. So what's happening is, it's not that folks are irrational, but what it is, is folks are, <laughs> they're rational, but they're working off of the, the basis of a lie. Okay. They're, they're basing their thinking off of, of, off of a lie or an exaggeration. And this is why you got so many people, you're like, man, this seemed like a pretty reasonable or sound person. Why they feel this way or why they feel that way? Well, it's because what is what is the foundation of our belief system? Okay. Um, if you turn on certain news programs, you're of the 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 assumption they'll make it seem like folks are dropping like flies. Okay. But if you turn on, if you actually look up the numbers and say you're in a certain demographic, then you're like, okay, so statistically speaking, I have an extremely low risk of actually dying from this. And then on top of that is how they frame it too. Like a lot of times they frame cases, right? 
but they don't tell you about recoveries. I know a lot of people who have recovered from COVID. Now they went through it. They, they had some, uh, you know, a few challenges, you know, they had some of the symptoms, but they recovered. So we don't talk, we, we get so caught up in the cases that you don't hear about the recoveries. So they'll, so you cut on the news, like, oh, it's X amount of cases and everybody like cases rising, cases rising. And in my mind, I'm like, who cares if cases are rising, if we're not going to die from it, (laughs) it might as well be the flu. You know what I mean? Um, numbers for a you know different demographics children things like that. what do the the actual numbers say and then on top of that we're at the mercy of whoever is recording and controlling the numbers so then there's a big difference between folks who just died from it versus folks who died with it aka what they call comorbidities a comorbidity means that like, okay, I, you know, not making fun of anybody, but I was 300 pounds. I already had diabetes and hypertension and then I caught COVID and you know what I'm saying <laughs> now, you know, so that, but you, I, hopefully you understand what I'm trying to say with that. So all I'm really saying is some folks have went crazy, but other folks are rational. They're just not plugging into the right sources. They don't understand that the most of the media that feeds them is feeding them either lies or they're feeding them through a certain perspective. The way I feel about it, I'm not trying to boast. I'm like, look, the joint been around for about two years now. I ain't dead. I ain't dead yet. So look, hey, I'm gonna shut up because I don't want to be boastful. Sister Yvette said, please explain for this old head what the heck metaverse even is. Okay. Yeah. So I did that earlier. So hopefully you caught it, sister. It's just this idea that we don't have to go to work physically anymore. We can go to work virtually. We don't have to. It's it's almost like an escape from reality. And what's happening is uh, this guy Zuckerberg and the like, they're trying to create that um it's it's almost like you know how we as believers we have a blessed hope of salvation and we have something to look forward to we we actually have um a utopia to look forward to in heaven however with people who don't know the lord they don't have a blessed hope of salvation they don't know what's going to happen when they leave the earth so for them, the, the 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 issues that we're dealing with in the world today, none of us three years ago thought that we would be enduring a worldwide pandemic. So there's a lot of folks who had not processed their mortality. There's a lot of folks who don't know how to cope with the issues that we've been facing because they don't really have a source. They don't really have a savior. They don't really have a redeemer. So, so they don't really know. Okay. Now for them, something like the metaverse would be extremely appealing because what Zuckerberg effectively is trying to create is a virtual world. And ideally I'm assuming that it will be removed of the problems and the issues that we face in real life. 
So basically you plug into this, the way it'll probably be like 50 years from now, you plug into this thing, you're just a couch potato, literally like, um, literally like one of those matrix matrix pods on the matrix. So you just probably sit there all day and live your entire life through the metaverse. That's probably how to be like 75, 100 years if, it, if life goes on that long. You know, so that's what folks are dealing with. Um, and so now my question tonight, does the church have a place in that? Does the church have a place in that? Moni says, yeah, I remember people saying bedside Baptist. She says, I don't think it's going to be good because we need human interaction. I agree. We definitely do need human interaction. She goes on to say virtual reality is not good because people are free to post their opinions about others freely. It's not healthy. And that's the other thing about it, too. You know, I'm sure that Zuckerberg and, and the like are trying to create this perfect utopia in the metaverse. But what they don't understand is or what they're choosing to ignore is that man is flawed. Man is sinful. So wherever man goes, unless he's governed by the Holy Spirit, man is going to operate in sin. They had the metaverse up for a short period of time, and there's already been a lady who complained that she was sexually harassed in the metaverse. You know, I'm sorry I laugh at that, but it's just ridiculous, right? So already the thing hasn't been public knowledge for a year. And she's already claiming to have been sexually harassed in the metaverse. Obviously, people are going to be doing all manner of other evil in the metaverse. So you can't escape the sin issue just by trying to create another realm. All you're doing is creating another realm where people can have the sin issue. And actually what you're doing is you're making it easier for them to participate in lasciviousness. Because to Moni's point, she says, people are free to post their, people are free to post their opinions about others freely. Have the stuff that people say to you on the internet, they wouldn't say to you in real life probably more than half of it. But what the internet has done is it's given everyone a voice, which I think is ridiculous. <laughs> and it's also allowed everybody to say anything to anyone, at least before you get blocked. And in the metaverse, it's going to be even worse because now instead of saying things, you're actually doing things in the metaverse. So the way I see this stuff is sometimes I just feel like we didn't watch so many movies and stuff that God is just like, if this is what y'all want, I'm going to go ahead and give it to y'all. <laughs> I mean, look, the zombies might be next. Who knows? Who knows, right? Moni says high school students are struggling with mental health because they're spending so much time online internalizing hateful comments from their peers. Wow. She says, I miss the old school now. You're absolutely right. You know, a sister Sharon said something so funny to me one time, and I know she wasn't trying to be funny at all. At least I don't think she was. But she was talking about online bullying and how to avoid it. And she was just like, friends, log off of the Internet. 
<laughs> like if somebody is harassing you online, just log off. But do you know why that's so difficult? Because most of us have an addiction to the internet. It's it's a place where you receive uh, dopamine hits. Your little notification bell goes off. Your little DM goes off. You post this picture and you get, you know, 150 likes. And then you post this picture and you got 300 likes. And so it's ego driven. It's it's something that gives you a very vain form of validation. But the flip side of that is that if you're not on the receiving end of that validation or you're comparing yourself to somebody else, then what's happening now is you're actually it's, it's actually you're actually feeling invalidated for even being on it. So it's like, man, I posted a picture and I only got 25 likes. But this girl posted a picture and she got 500 likes and she's showing off her butt. So now I'm going to have to show off my chest because I'm trying to get a thousand likes. And then if you do that and you don't get it, then now you feel less than these people are going on vacation and they spent the week in Dubai. Now I feel less than. The principle of keeping up with the Joneses. Has always existed. The problem is that the Joneses are no longer across the street. The Joneses are literally up and down your timeline in hundreds of thousands, even millions. So you're not competing with one family anymore. You're competing with the world. So imagine what type of beauty standards people talk about beauty standards from the mainstream media. The beauty standards from social media will now make you feel even less than. But this is what will happen. This is where we're headed with this metaverse. People are going to be dating on the metaverse. People are going to be doing some other stuff on the metaverse. You know, so so it'll be interesting to see how it plays out. Sister Marsha says virtual reality seems to be a counterfeit type of dream state. The enemy and the Lord has the ability to communicate to us through dreams. This is almost like having a dream on steroids. Wow, man, that's a way to look at it. It really is. It's, it's customizable. It's a customizable reality. But I'm telling you, there's going to be some money to be made on the metaverse. You might think that you're just going to be in there flying around freely but they're going to find a way to pay you. You got to you got to build up your coins or something to be able to fly. And next thing you know, people are going to be spending real money just to float around in the metaverse. There's going to be places that you can enter. Oh, man, look, I want to go see Snoop Dogg in concert. They're going to be able to set it up where everybody get a front row seat. And now you get to shake Snoop Dogg's hand virtually and somebody going to be dumb enough to pay for it. So that's what we're dealing with. People will lose their social skills. Seems like they are trying to merge the spirit realm with the natural realm. Wow. Sister Chevelle says this Facebook guy really makes me uncomfortable. I agree. It's like, have we not watched these movies? Do we not understand these types of people? Like, 
<laughs> these power hungry, like I want to push the envelope type of folks, it, it doesn't set well with me either. Moni says, can we eat in the metaverse? Probably so. Now imagine, I don't know how this would work. But imagine, see, they might have a weight loss program in the metaverse. You go and you eat you a metaverse burger and you on your burger, you got hamburgers and bacon and switch. I mean, you know, cheese, cheddar cheese and on a sesame seed bun. You eat that in the metaverse. Are you going to like? are you going to feel full in real life? Is it going to feel like you actually ate? And if it does, would that help you cut down on your calories in real life? Because a lot of times we eat when we don't actually need to eat. A lot of times we eat because we're bored or we eat because we're just being gluttonous. I don't know. It's look, it's going to be weight loss programs. Sister Yvette says it's based on illusion, delusion. Marsha says, I believe there will be a rise in addiction to the imagination which will distort reality. So where, where does the Lord fit into this? Or does he not fit into it at all? That's what I want to find out. Chevelle says, that is not cool at all. Metaverse is like they're trying to create a shortcut into the spirit realm. Yeah. It sounds like technological witchcraft. Yes. Yeah, so, so far, I don't see any pros. I see all kinds. You know what I mean? I see all kinds. Um, man, Christ Warrior says it almost seems like an artificial Holy Spirit. Just like we operate in the spirit, Satan is creating his own realm for his own people. Wow. Satan is creating his own realm for his own people. Now, my question to that is what happens to this physical realm? Because he's not going to give that up as long as he can, as long as he can, uh, as long as he can, you know, not give it up. So his goal obviously is going to try to merge everybody over there eventually if time goes on for that long so what happens if you don't merge what happens if you just take a stand and say look i don't want to be on it now this is going to sound crazy but it could like 50 100 years from now if the if the earth is still around as it exists today some like your job might say look we cutting down on rent we cutting down on utilities everybody works on spreadsheets anyway we already didn't work from home for two years. We know we can do that. We shifting everybody to the metaverse. So if you want to work here, you're going to have to get your metaverse account. Look, it sounds crazy, right? But there's some crazy stuff that we're already into right now. I mean, I can get into it, but I'm not going to get in any more trouble tonight. Chevelle says, the thing is, they get to control the limitations and boundaries and how much of this counterfeit life we experience wow brother marcus says don't sell your birthright for some soup absolutely man 
God will take whatever man does and show himself powerful in the midst. So if we have to take this meta mountain, so if we have to take this meta mountain, so be it. Marcus says, I think it may be able to supplement church meetings, but it can never replace the in-person gathering of the saints. Okay, so that's one potential pro. You know what I mean? Like, like perhaps it can be beneficial in the right capacity. Can you baptize somebody and then no? Can some so here's my like okay, you know how in like Pentecostal churches they say that you should receive the Holy Spirit, and so what you do is you tarry. And they'll have you come there on like a Wednesday or Tuesday night or something. And then you'll just get down on your knees and pray. Some of them I've even heard you just keep saying, Jesus, 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 as fast as you can until the Holy Spirit decides that he's going to come upon you. Okay. I've heard a lot of that in Pentecostal and, and uh, apostolic churches. I'm not discrediting it or or endorsing it. I'm just saying I've heard that. But my thing, could that happen in the metaverse? <laughs> like, could you tarry for the Holy Spirit in the metaverse and then he comes upon you? So does he come upon you in the metaverse or does he come upon you in real life? And if he comes upon you in real life, does that does the metaverse perceive that? <laughs> I'm sorry, man. It's just it's just crazy that we all want to walk around as cartoons. But like I said, there, there's some there's going to be some money to be made in this. I'm telling you, those people that are hopping on it right now, there's going to be some money to be made. Folks want to try You want to sell T-shirts? Come to the metaverse. You can try my T-shirt on. Or come to the metaverse. I'll let you walk around in my T. <laughs> in my t it, it sounds so funny when I say it, but this is literally what this dude is building. It's literally what he's building. Um, Marsha says we're up against biological warfare, psychological warfare, chemical warfare, spiritual warfare. Now the new mental virus is metaverse. Holy Spirit firewall activate. And you're right about that, sister. We up against all sorts of angles. But I thank God that the Bible say greatest he that's in me. Than he that is in the world. Sister Chevelle says there's a great call for godly wisdom on our end. This is a time for us to be, quote, led by the spirit of God. Absolutely. But see, but see, now think about another pro. Like, what if you can go into the metaverse and evangelize? And what if you don't care about getting rejected as much because you're in the metaverse? <laughs> like you in the metaverse street preacher. And then if they if they hurt your feelings, does it hurt in real life? You know what I mean? It's just, I'm just brainstorming right now. Marsha says, the Lord observed the extent of human wickedness on the earth and saw that every live that everything they thought or imagined was consistently and totally evil. Genesis chapter six, verse five. Absolutely. Those were in the days of Noah. And if you remember, Jesus said that in the last days, it shall be as the days of Lot and as the days of Noah. 
So when you see things begin to shape up and they look like Sodom or they look like how things looked in the times of Noah when he was building the ark, that's how it's going to be. And if I'm not mistaken, I think the Bible talks about how Noah was perfect in his generations. Let me look that up real quick. So Noah was perfect in his generation. That's Genesis 6 and 9, right? Now, I heard somebody teach this. I believe it might have been the late Pastor Stephen Darby. He was making a point that what had happened was man had mingled with the Nephilim, which are which some people say are fallen angels or they were giants. And they produce offspring. Now, where is that in the Bible, right? It's actually right in this chapter. We're gonna read it. We're gonna read a little bit of this chapter. I'm in Genesis chapter six. Let me bring it up on the screen for you guys. Utilize this little bit of technology we got here. <laughs> this old technology now compared to what they about to have. But we're gonna look at Genesis chapter. Six. Let's see if I can make this a little bit bigger on the screen for you guys. I don't know how well you can or can't see that. Y'all should be able to see it, but let me glance at it real quick. Okay, cool. And it came to pass when men began to multiply on the face of the earth and daughters were born unto them that the sons of God saw the daughters of men that they were fair and they took them wives of all which they chose. So let me tell you what this is actually saying. What this is actually saying when it says sons of God, it's actually talking about angels, the Nephilim, right? It's, uh, and, and some people say that this is specifically talking about fallen angels, possibly the third that Satan took with him. There's different um, theories about this. But anyway, it's just not talking about like good angels. <laughs> um, this is talking about like godly beings saw the daughters of men. That's talking about women just like some of y'all watching that they were fair. That means that they were beautiful. And they took them wives. That means that they slept with them of all which they chose. And the Lord said, my spirit shall not always strive with man for that. He also is flesh, yet his days shall be an hundred and twenty years. There were giants in the earth in those days. Now, see, the giants came from the offspring of this, the quote unquote sons of God mixing with the daughters of men. Verse four says there were giants in the earth in those days. And also after that, when the sons of God came in unto the daughters of men, that means that they slept with them and they bear children to them. The same became mighty men, which were of old men of renown. So basically these hybrid beings. Now, look, y'all can think what y'all want to think about this, but I'm reading this from the Bible. These hybrid beings grew up. 
And then in verse five, it says, and God saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth and that every imagination of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. That's the scripture that Marsha just shared. And it repented the Lord that he had made man on the earth and it grieved him at his heart. And the Lord said, I will destroy man whom I have created from the face of the earth, both man and beast and the creeping thing and the fowls of the air, for it repenteth me that I have made them. So he said, throw the whole world away. But look at verse eight. But Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. These are the generations of Noah. Noah was a just man and perfect in his generations. And Noah walked with God. And Noah begot three sons, Shem, Ham, and Jephthah. Jepheth, excuse me, Jepheth. The earth also was corrupt before God, and the earth was filled with violence. And God looked upon the earth, and behold, it was corrupt. For all flesh had corrupted his way upon the earth. And so I love that Marcia shared that scripture because what it tells me is that um, what this metaverse is allowing, it's allowing man to have evil thoughts continually. We're on this phone too much. At least I am. I can't speak for y'all. I'm on this phone too much. The amount of screen time, check the amount of screen time on your phone, on your laptop. If we spend this much time on the phone, and Zuckerberg says that the metaverse is going to replace the phone, that means we're probably going to be spending that much more time. At least if I'm on this phone, I can look at the phone, but I'm conscious of the real world. Like I can be on my phone, but I see, okay, that's my acoustic panels and this my camera and this my physical Bible and this my laptop. I can see these things like I'm conscious. I can be on my phone and be outside and breathe fresh air and see nature, at least in my peripheral vision. But if folks get on this metaverse, you can't even perceive life, real life in your peripheral vision. So that's something to think about. So thank you for sharing that scripture. Brother Marcus says, COVID survivor here. Praise the Lord for survival. I know a lot of people that have survived. I just think it's something that folks just going to get. Like, <laughs> to my knowledge, I haven't gotten it yet. Um, hopefully, I never get it. Uh, but I also wonder if I have already gotten it, to be honest with you. You know, some days I just be sleeping in later. And I think that's because my body was feeling a little sick and it made me sleep an extra couple of hours. And by the grace of God, that little extra two hours of sleep boosted your boy back up without, without one of them type of boosters. I got a, a natural immune system boost. So I praise God for that. Here's another testimony. Sister Marsha says, I had COVID with pre-existing condition and I am unvaxxed. Lasted 10 days. Glory 
to God. Hashtag healed. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. <laughs> Sister Marsha says sitting there with drool coming out of their mouth. <laughs> Talking about how everybody just going to be plugged in to uh, the metaverse. Glean from his word says, did anyone see the movie ad with the guy who played on the Avengers? Check out the AOC Network's last movie video. I'm going to have to check that out. I'm subscribed to that channel, but I haven't watched that video yet. Glean from his word says, it is definitely unhealthy, I think. I think people will have addiction. Yeah. Brother Joseph says, can you lay hands on the sick and cast out a demon online? Wow. See, this is the type of stuff, man. Like, I don't believe spiritual transactions so let me be clear i do think that some spiritual transactions can happen in the dream world in the dream realm but these holy spirit transactions baptism the laying on of hands casting out of demons it says these signs shall follow them that believe in my name they shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover they shall cast out devils. They shall speak in new tongues. They shall, uh, if they drink any unclean thing, no harm shall happen to them. That's the real power. The Holy Ghost power. So, yeah, great point, brother. God has called his people to rule and reign. How would we rule and reign in that realm? Yeah. The parameters are not set up. I know they're not set up for the believer. Good point. So many people died when Facebook became a trend. Truly, how safe is the metaverse going to be? Wow. Man, good stuff here. So that was at 839. Somebody probably already filled him in. But just in case, MSM says, what's the topic of discussion? I'm just asking the question you see at the bottom of the screen. Can the metaverse be used as a ministry tool? Can it be used as a ministry tool? Yeah. Sorry, I'm just reading comments here. Marcus says the movie Ready Player One is a predictive programming tool that exposes this agenda. See, I've heard of that movie, but I haven't seen it. I might have to check that one out as well. Good look on that. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, I'm way behind. Y'all talking about I was talking about eating on the metaverse, eating in the metaverse. I'm telling you. I mean, when you go on the fast, you realize you don't need to eat that much. So maybe I might join the metaverse. <laughs> Hop on there, eat some pizza for about 20 minutes. Hop off psychologically, I'll be full, you know. Then I eat like one meal a day. I'll be on an OMAD diet in real life, one meal a day. But then in the metaverse, boy, I'll be picking out. <laughs> they probably start charging you for food in the metaverse, though. Man. Joe Baden 7 agreed. Mark Zuckerberg has made a lot of people uncomfortable. Well, yeah, he's a weird guy. 
Like he's just a weird guy. He got this meme about sweet baby rays. Y'all can Google that or look it up on YouTube. Somebody else said he creeps me out. Job eight and seven. Usually when trends like this happen, it's the elite's way of distracting the general public from what they're doing. Wow. So do y'all think it'll just be a, like a little fad where it's like we talking about it now and it'll be gone a year from uh, two years from now? Or do you think it's going to actually evolve into something? Ashkenazi says the Lord is not part of any matrix paradigm or whatever else they want to call their soul game because it's all satanic. And first John one and five, this then is the message which we have heard of him and declare unto you that God is light and in him is no darkness at all. Amen. Job 8 and 7, well, God is sovereign over everything, so he may not have inspired Mark Z to create Meta, but I do think God will allow this trend to facilitate the strong delusion for those who don't love truth. Wow. See, if y'all, I don't, I don't like none of this new stuff. <laughs> I don't need nothing new. That's the way I'm rocking pretty much for like the last three or four years, maybe the last five years. I don't need nothing new. Just keep, I, I like, I want old stuff. I don't need no new movies. I don't need no, I don't need nothing new. <laughs> I don't need anything new. All right, I'm almost done. I'm just doing comments now. This hour went by really fast. I'm even further down. Okay. Yeah, glory to God. I might have caught up. Okay, Marsha, I'm so happy and grateful that there is simplicity in Christ. The enemy works overtime yet rebrands his tricks for each generation. It is so true. We do need wisdom, man. Moni says godly miracles will only take place in the natural realm. Yeah, that's, that's, that's interesting. It's interesting though, because I did hear a testimony from someone who I believe is a believer. And she was saying that, she did a fast. So she did do the fast in a natural realm. This was early in her walk. And she had did a very simple fast, something really trivial sounding. It was like no TV for a few hours. I think this was um, Sister Beverly. But anyway, it was like no TV for a few hours or something like that. But it's not necessarily always about the actual fast that you do, but it's about the faith that is applied to your fast. So she had like this certain level of faith, like I'm going to make this sacrifice. And when she made that sacrifice, God rewarded it. And she said what happened was in her dream, she had dreamed like at the end of that fast and she began to like cast out. Uh, all it, no, she said like all of these demons were exiting out of a door or something like that. I could be getting some of these details wrong, but the point I'm trying to make is she actually seemed to have 
experience a form of deliverance in a dream. Okay. Now here's the question, right? It could have been that the deliverance had already occurred maybe in the natural and then God showed her the dream to show her that she had been delivered. I really don't know, but it is interesting to, to really assess where spiritual transactions take place and where they manifest. Now, as far as the metaverse, I absolutely agree that spiritual transactions need to happen in the natural. Um, but I'm just curious about like dreams sometimes because not to get into this topic after nine o'clock, but even things like incubus and succubus spirits. Um, for those who don't know what those are, those are basically male and the incubus, I think is supposed to be the male and the succubus is the female demon that comes and sleeps with you in your dreams. So those things, those are spiritual transactions, but they're occurring in the dream realm. So then the question is like, okay, well, if that happens, does that have any significance in real life? Does that mean that I'm bound to this thing? Like, like what is, what are the implications of this? So that's something to consider as well. Here's a quote. HGM says in the words of Pastor Gary Price and stay out of the devil's matrix. Yeah. Yeah. Man, good conversation, good discussion tonight, family. Man, I just wanted to ask that question. You know what I mean? Like, you know, because I'm saying this now, but look, if we around 10 years from now, <laughs> I mean, I enjoyed us Saturday night for Solid Talk or the Metaverse. <laughs> we'll be logging in. But, you know, who knows, right? Who knows? Um, so listen, family, I thank y'all for hanging out with me tonight. God is good. He is truly worthy to be praised. Just some really quick last minute announcements. Um, February 22nd, I'm going to be ministering with Sisters Fulfilling Their Destiny. It's at like six in the morning. I think they pre-record they record them so you can listen after that. We're going to be teaching about Solomon. And uh, also on February 22nd, Double Portion, the Alter Ego is coming out. Uh, Monday devotionals are back. So check those Monday mornings on the community tab of this channel. We also have a mailing distribution list if you want to get on that. But honestly, it's the same thing. So just just check the YouTube page if you want to read those devotionals to get your week started off on the right foot. Uh, Bible studies have been moved to 7 p.m. Oh, my, yeah, my bad. Yeah. Bible studies have been moved to 7 p.m. I'm still working on the time for solid talk. Obviously, I came on. Um, at the normal 8 p.m. time tonight, but I'm definitely exploring a different time for that. And man, there's some other announcements. Oh, yeah. Uh, Greg Major Music is a different YouTube channel if you want to check that out. And also, some of y'all have asked me about equipment like, hey, what microphone do you use? What, uh, what's your setup like? What's your studio setup? I've created a separate YouTube channel for that. Right now, it's simply called Gregory Brown, but I think I'm going to change it. And what I'm going to be doing on that channel is I'm going to be doing tech tech reviews, camera reviews, and tutorials. Uh, how do I live stream? How What mic do I use? How do I record a song? 
how do I, what's my process for X, Y, and Z. So if you want to check that out, be my guest. Let me see if I put the link in there real quick. But other than that, um, other than that family, you know what I mean? This is it right here. Other than that, I thank y'all for hanging out with me tonight. Glad to be back. I'm excited to stand up for Bible study. I know that seemed like such a random thing to be excited for. <laughs> I'm excited to try out my my lavalier mic and still because I was holding the mic like this on Thursday like a buffoon. You know what I mean? But <laughs> but I got my lavalier mic. I didn't even think about that, and I think I can set it up to use it. So I'm like really excited. I like to be. I know y'all see me sitting down all the time, but I like to be hands-free. I like to walk around and, and talk and get up in your face and stuff like that. So, <laughs> okay, I'm rambling. All right, y'all. Thank y'all for hanging out with me tonight. Uh, please enjoy the rest of your weekend. That's all I have in this solid talk. You all take care and be blessed. This is Solid Talk. Speaking out loud yeah, 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 yeah. Check it out Speaking out loud in depth Cancel culture can't keep me in check And from beginning gotta tell us what's next True believers they can come and connect Call in or even come as a guest And show each other respect I keep it solid I'm dropping knowledge Wisdom understanding just like you done went to college Devil know we working His goal is to try to stop it Helmet of salvation and shield of faith that'll block it Controversial topics just to keep it honest Truth hit hard just like it's a blunt object Culture living godless I can't even call it We in the last days Babylon is falling don't kill the messenger, I can't mess with ya Points got a plethora, this life will keep on testing ya Just walk and get the best of ya I'm trying to tell you bruh, only a the Shelby say We trying to get the rest Speaking of ya Speaking out loud in depth, cancel culture can't keep me in check In from beginning, gotta tell us what's next True believers, they can come and connect Call in or even come as a guest and show each other respect Spiritual wickedness in high places Trying to cause division with the people and the races Jesus gave commission, say go out to all the nations So we streaming live on television and the stations No, we taking off like asteroids up in the spaces The cross was Eddie Murphy, then I grow we trading places The lost must understand that we cannot be void of graces So we preach it to a generation that is faithless Understand his greatness, ancient of the ages Written on my heart, the red letters of the pages the blood of jesus covers all my sin and it erases i pleaded and believe it so it covers all my bases speaking out loud in depth cancel culture can't keep me in check in from beginning gotta tell us what's next true believers they can come and connect call in or even come as a guest and show each other respect try and keep my sanity amongst calamity social media nothing more than narcissistic vanity pc culture on a mission and they try to cancel me but i know jesus gonna to keep me covered like a canopy Blood give me amnesty No I can't handle me Not where I wanna be But best believe I plan to be Flesh wrestle against the spirit Main event and slambery So I need them every day This daily, weekly, annually Iron sharp as iron So I'm strengthened by my brethren We may not meet down here But guaranteed the link in heaven The born again and righteous Are the ones he's gonna let in Let's keep the faith and be amongst the saints When they step in